Jesse. Jessa. So if we're going to do these Zoom podcasts, <laughs> I've got my, my ends crisp. I am running, you know, what, 40 minutes late. But hey. But, hey, I, I found the way to just make us be in different backgrounds. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah. We ended up we ended up on a ski lift together. And a, Come on now. And a spooky house trapped in picture frames. That's weird. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I'm easily, I'm easily amused. Off the elevator, folks. You What's know, going on? I, I think you've been doing such a good job. We are going to change your title from co-host to host. Wow. They'll just be I, two hosts. I just got upgraded. You did. It only took you how many? Six episodes. <laughs> you are now a host. So, I'm Cornbread. I am Jeffy. She is the newest host of the <laughs> Off the Elevator podcast. We no longer have a co-host. Congratulations on your progression up the Off wow. the Elevator ladder. Up the ladder. Are you proud of yourself? Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I own this. Th- I own this thing anyway. Co-host, uh, wow. host, whatever. Wow. It is. It is, it would not be without me. Oh, I could totally do this without you. Stop it. I, there's actually some secret episodes that I'm going to release that are just me <laughs> that I haven't told you about. I wanted Talk, Talking about how amazing I am. I, I wanted to wait till you got your host title so you wouldn't get mad and quit. Right. I figured, okay. well, if she's, what are you drinking there? Soda pop? Mm-hmm. What kind of Coke is that? Coca-Cola Zero. Coke Zero. Yeah, I'm out of Diet Cokes. Probably something to do with my kids. Drinking them. Drinking hmm. my Coke. All right, so what did you do today? And just, you know, be quick. Don't just it. What did you do today? I went to work. And? I worked. Just a, reg- <laughs> just a regular old day? <laughs> yeah, just a regular old day. Uh, okay. Uh, I got some stuff done, and I had a training class with a new employee, and Attempted to teach him some stuff. and So you was training. Mm-hmm. I like training people. I enjoy well, it. You know, I um, I have to be real cautious about it because uh, I can get in my ego real fast. <laughs> well, you know, I, I myself, I think that uh, a lot of this malarkey you hear, y'all might not hear it in the industry you're in, but in the construction field like myself. When somebody young or new comes in, it's always, that generation right there don't work. They're lazy. They ain't worth nothing. And I take it as a challenge to to show, hey, I can take the responsibility of figuring out this person's personality. Right. I give them like an aptitude test in my head. Oh wow! And, there we go. And and I develop a specific training program for that person when they're around me. And hey, th- I'm not being egotistical at no, all. No, not at all. But everyone loves to work around me because I help a fool. You are very inspiring. I you have know, to give I you help. That. I, I I take it as a challenge. I love for somebody to come from one spot that has been downed. And been told around the company that this person ain't worth nothing, and to have that joker shine down there in the concrete hole. 
I love it. I love it. Yeah, I could see that. I love it. For sure. I mean, I um, it took me a long time. I don't even know if I am, am there yet, but, you know, it's uh, I like things done a certain way. So I teach people a certain way. Yeah. And uh, it took me a long time to understand that uh, people can get the same job done a different way and it be just as good. Yeah. Well, you I know. I think if you look at it too as well, that uh, that you're also going to have the opportunity to learn something from training someone, uh, I think it goes better as well. Oh well, of course, but I mean, yeah, that's that's when that's if you have the right state of mind. <laughs> well, are you going to ask me? You know? what, are you going to ask me what I did today? Or are you going to be oh selfish gosh, yes, about today? Yes, sir. What was this? Just what did you do today? I went in to work and it come up a cloud and I'm talking was dropping buckets of rain so we knocked off super early probably shouldn't even have went in to begin with mm-hmm. then I come home I got some things squared away with some property insurance um, then I oh I went and got me some boots I've been needing some boots mm-hmm. for a good minute and and Buck, my oldest son Buck, went with me to get said boots. And he thought there was two things he thought was so funny. So they had a, a pair of boots on clearance for fifty four dollars, and I had a fifteen dollar gift card in my wallet. So I was like, I thought it was a twenty five dollar gift card, but it ended up being fifteen. Yeah, I know. I heard that other podcast. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm about to get me a pair of boots for like thirty bucks. He's like. These boots are on clearance because nobody don't like them and they don't want them. Why are you even messing with them? So I asked the guy for them. And he was like, I can't believe you're going to buy these boots. And, uh, well, they didn't have my size. So then I found another pair that was on sale that was marked like $50 off. And then I used that gift card. So he's like making fun of me for being frugal like that. But he was also <laughs> making fun of me because the guy handed me the box of of boots and I said thank you and walked on and paid for them I don't, I don't get it he was like you gotta try them on you got you're you not try them on who does that uh, everybody everybody tries on shoes Le- before they buy them listen to me I am a grown adult I know what size I wear all shoes are made different I've yet. That's yet to fail me. That's yet to fail me. If it's because fa- you got bumpkin feet, if, you feel if, nothing with if, them. If that is failing all y'all, then it's because y'all are a bunch of prima donnas, and y'all wow. are too picky and too particular. You get what you you get what you come to get, and you roll out. They don't let you eat the box of Fruit Loops before you buy it. <laughs> you ain't in there trying everything. But all the Fruit Loops taste the same because the Fruit Loops. Thank you. All the boots that say size 12 are the same. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Thank you. That is the most ridiculous thing in the planet. Thank you. That's like saying all large shirts are all the same size. Well, all 38 pants are all the same size. You get into different fabrics and stuff like that. It's the same thing with shoes. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) shoes, but I don't work at Starbucks. I wear boots. 
Wow. You know what I'm saying? Really? I wear boots. I come at you raw with my footwear. Believe that. You are ridiculous. Can we, so, can we, say, can we end this story already? Because I'm sure so that, you got something more to talk about. So that's what happened to me today. Buck thought that was hilarious that I didn't try those boots on. And he made a big deal about it to his mama when I got home about how I didn't try them on. Have you yet to put them on your feet? I did when I got home and they're perfect. Perfect size 12. Perfect. As a matter of fact, it gets no. better each time. It gets better each time. Perfect size 12. So, probably, I don't know, maybe you know the time frame. You gave me a bookmark. I don't know the time frame. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why would you say that? Well, because I'm leading into this segue. Because I was cleaning out my truck the other day. And I got this console that sits in between my seats. And I was, I was cleaning out the truck. Here was this bookmark that you gave me. So unbeknownst to me, the time frame, I'm like, okay, here's this bookmark Jesse gave me a while back. And I had totally forgot about it. And on this bookmark, it says 12 Rewards of Sobriety. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that is some program stuff. I don't know what if that comes out of a book. I don't know if it's just specially for this bookmark. What is this? Uh, I would have to guess that it has it's correlated with the 12 steps and the 12 principles. The 12 steps and the 12 principles. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when I seen this bookmark, I even read it to you the next day and jokingly explained to you how I didn't even need this bookmark. <laughs> but I was like, oh, maybe this will be an awesome podcast talk topic to take to talk over these 12 rewards of sobriety. Yeah, it's like, you know, for us in the program, it's like, you know, the rewards coming. I mean, the rewards. Listen to me. The um, promises coming true. Yeah. So, I don't think there are supposed to be momentum-built rewards. I think they all probably have the exact same value. So, so we'll just start at number 12. I mean, I guess different value for different folks. Right. Number 12. Mm-hmm. The freedom of a happy life instead of the bondage of an alcoholic obsession. Word. The freedom of a happy life instead of the bondage of an alcoholic obsession. Obsession. Mm-hmm. What's that mean to you? The freedom of a happy life instead of being bonded to alcohol. Well, um, the, the bondage of obsession mm-hmm. comes into that... Uh, for me, my, my thoughts, right? I mean, and for me. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Let me just say what I was thinking. Um, it consumes your thoughts. Right. That's that's the obsession for me. Right. right. Um, and it's what you think about. And it's what determines what you're going to do. And it's mm-hmm. what determines how you're going to do it. And it determines when you're going to do it. And it determines if you're going to do it. Um 
you know, and if, you know, like I always always say, it didn't really matter if they had booze there because I had my own. Right. So it was never, it was never really a, you know, if in some cases for me, but that was the bondage. Like, is there going to be booze there? Do I need to bring my booze? I have to have booze. I have to have, you know, I can't run out. Like, mm-hmm. Check that, all the boxes for whatever I needed to drink for that obsession. Yeah. So for me, that you know, I when I when I read that, it made me think of the time time that I destroyed when I was showing sure enough drinking. That that bondage of okay, if I'm gonna do this I need to hurry up and do it so I can get home and get to drinking. Or right. or sitting there like waiting on because when the boys, when my kids were out driving, doing their thing in their younger teen years, I wouldn't drink while I was at home. You know, Lord forbid I needed to go out and help them. So I wouldn't drink so I I could go help them if need be. Mm-hmm. So I would still sit there as if I was drinking, waiting on them to get home. You get what I mean? Like I wouldn't. Yeah, for sure. I wouldn't go out or start anything in the yard or do anything else uh, because I still wanted to get my drink on. And yeah, and, I, I thought about that. But now that Dane's, you know, working, like how would I, how would I go take him to work or how would I pick him up from work? And yeah, and I'm and I'm grateful that I don't have that. I, I don't have that problem today. Yeah, for sure. And and I think about I think about all the times. And what you know, when I think about this, I think of another story of a past guest. But I think about all the times that I was out somewhere, even at your house or someone else's place or the barn, drinking, and I made the my family stay there so I would have a ride home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, and I remember Kelly talking about that that she, they would be out somewhere, and she'd be like, "No, let's stay, let's stay." I was the exact same way. Mm-hmm. The exact same way. So that's well, you know, it it was different, a little different for <clears throat> me because I drove. I know, I know. So I I would I would go to you know a friend's house. I go to Jake and Tammy's house, and you know, especially during COVID, and because we went into COVID having been with each other, so we just like stayed with each other because yeah. we had already we'd only been exposed to each other, right. so it was just. Like, Jake and Tammy were just our people. They were our COVID people, and we loved them, and they were our friend, our really good friends. And um, so we would just swap back and forth houses, you know. Right. And so. I'd go, and I'd be like, I'm just going to have another. I'm just going to have another. I'm just going to have another, and I'll just stay a little longer. I'll mm-hmm. just stay a little longer. And next thing you know, it's 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. So so now, because of that, I'm I'm free to not worry about that a bit. I'm free to, if, if anybody calls me, much less my children, but if mm-hmm. anybody calls me, I can hop up and roll out. If anybody gives me a hankling that they need some help, they ain't, I, I, I'm on the way. I just show up. Did you just say hankling? Oh, hankling. <laughs> you ain't never had no hankling? I was just so, saying, that's a southern word if there ever was one. Yeah. I can go somewhere and not have to worry about 
getting a ride home, uh-huh. not having to tie my, my kids or my wife down to make sure I can get a ride home. Just just yeah, those I'm- small, unique, because those those things I uh, you know said about time was a big part of my drinking, a huge uh-huh. part of it, especially uh, three quarters of the way in through you know air quotes my drinking career because the, uh-huh. you know then toward the end I mostly drank at home, but yeah, man, it's good to be, it's good to have that mess gone. Dude, I can actually. Pass the police officer or have one behind me <laughs> and not worry. Yeah. Yeah, you ain't worried a bit, are you? You know, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, like I said about Dane, like I, I, I can pick him up at nine or 10 or whenever he gets off work and, you know, second thought about it. No, you know, it's going to cut into my time or it's going to have to make some sort of arrangements. And I have friends. I have friends who have that problem, yeah. you know, who who can't do for their kids because of that. So, um, and, and, you know, here's one for me real quick, and I won't indulge too much in it, but I also remember, you know, the cutoff time for getting any alcohol here for so long. It was 11 o'clock, wasn't it? And 11 o'clock at night, they quit selling. Most places. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I would, man, I would be watching – how much alcohol I had from about 9.30 to 10.30 and strategically (laughs) plotting it out in my mind how I was going to manipulate somebody to either take me to go get more alcohol or I was, you know, I was going to have me some more alcohol before it struck 11 Mm o'clock. Like I was not going to sit there and not be able to get tore up. So... Yeah, I didn't have that problem much. I always made sure I had it before I started, which was always another whole another problem. Yeah, but glory. But no, the the freedom that you know, I always that makes me think of you know the third step prayer, and it talks about asking God to relieve me of the bondage of self because that bondage was was all you know self bondage. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, the majority of that, you know, I'm free from today. For yeah. Sure. Glory to God. What a blessing it is, right? Oh, my God. I can't imagine it. It's like I said all the time. It's like, you know, God just relieved me of the obsession. I mean, like, it just, he just did. Yeah. And that, that always surprises me, especially when I see people I know or, you know, sponsees or people that I come in contact with who who can't who can't um, not drink mm-hmm. you know and it just it, it's it's heartbreaking sometimes and I don't know how I can't not you know what I'm saying like sometimes right. I'm just I'm just in awe by it yeah for sure number 11 the love and understanding of our families instead of their doubts and fears Mm. the love and understanding of our families instead of their doubts and fears now I'm taking that because in the latter part of the sentence it said instead of their doubts and fears as the love we get from our families 
and how we can feel it and see it. Do you think that's what that means? Yeah, I think that for a lot of, um, you know, alcoholic families, it's hard, you know, especially if we're, if we're lying about what we're drinking or drinking or lying about our behavior or not being stand up, you know, mm-hmm. we, we don't, you know, I know sometimes for me, it probably looked like not doing what I said I was going to do. Right. You know, instead I'm going to do this, you mm-hmm. know, um, and that probably, you know, not not showing up when I should have showed up. Right. Yeah, I think I think that's that's how I take it. Like the boys, especially, and, and my wife, you know, knowing that every day, every evening, I was going to drink. So there was doubts there, as sim- simple as that sounds, that it's going to be any different. Mm-hmm. And I had done it for so long doubts that it was going to be any different for sure um you know and it's hard to say it is hard to say but i could definitely tell then versus now that especially the kids um that they talk to me different mm-hmm. they didn't want me to just pop off before when i was drinking you I know mean, you've been known pop off absolutely <laughs> and now that that fear's not there yeah it it, did, it subsided and in, mm-hmm. in that there's a little more consistency and stability in our attitudes days a whole lot more jesus in our attitudes uh, most days for sure <laughs> right yeah we still fail <laughs> don't get me wrong yeah. but that's true that's i mean that's true mm-hmm. And I imagine, you know, for me, and fear, you know, fear that I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be safe. I know mm-hmm. that that's a big one for me. Like, you know, am I going to, am I going to make it home okay? And um, my kids are smaller, so it's a little different. You right. know, that, fa- that family aspect comes from my mother, you know, my siblings who knew what my behavior was like. Um, do, do, do you want to talk about? The question Mason asked you the other day. <laughs> it's kind of it was funny because we we were on the you and I were on the phone I think talking about something and said something about drinking and he and he just like he said, "Mama, have you been drinking?" Yeah. And I said, and I said, "No." I said, "I don't drink, baby." And he goes, "Well, good. I'm, <laughs> I'm good. I'm glad you don't drink anymore." Bless his heart. Did I mean I'm sure you did, but that. I mean, I'm sure you felt the concern in him for you, and you know mm-hmm. that that lets you show that that which was weird because I didn't. I mean, like you know, I, I shared before, you know, the the night before, maybe a couple nights before I stopped, you know, mm-hmm. say I went and tucked him in and I laid down next to him, and he said, uh, "You smell like mommy's nasty." Right. You know, and that stuck with me. And that's that's what he called you drink. Yeah, yeah. mommy's nasty because right. you know he couldn't. You could never pick up. You know, my kids can never pick up my cup, drink out of my cup. Because, yeah. You know, I'd always you know put my hand over it and go, no, that's mommy's nasty. Mm-hmm. That's mommy's nasty. Do, um, do you think? Do you think maybe? Um, I know, like when me and you are on the phone talking a lot, we we talk about our sobriety a lot. Uh, do you think maybe he he picks on hearing 
hearing you talk about your sobriety or do you think that's solely from you know you telling him two years ago that you don't drink no more and that you quit i don't or, know or a culmination of both maybe maybe a culmination of both right. you know, and, I, and it's so funny what kids remember and i and i always think of that you know when when mason talks about dad because he'll just like randomly just pop up like in just a random conversation you know and, and like straight up tell somebody what happened mm-hmm. you know and i'll just be like i mean he's five years old and i'll be right. like whoa <laughs> right. you know like and he doesn't talk about it regularly and it's just some random like this is what happened you know when i was five right and I was like so they they do remember certain things um and it could be that i talk about it a lot and that you know i i don't i don't keep it from my kids mm-hmm. um, i want them to know about it you know it's, it doesn't necessarily mean that they have that they will have that problem but you know dane had dane came to me you know a couple weeks ago and said mama i need a favor and i said what's that and he said i need you to pray for my friend jacob i think his name is jacob let's be clear whatever the friend's name was we're going to go with jacob and i said okay so what's going on and he said uh he woke up this morning and found his daddy passed out in the hallway uh, in his own vomit mm. he'd uh he'd gotten drunk mama and and i guess passed out and and jacob was scared and we didn't know what to do and and uh we kind of talked a little bit about that and you know how to you know when someone calls you and how he deals with that and then he just looked at me and he said mama he said can alcohol really do that to you and i said absolutely it can mm-hmm. especially if you have a problem i said uh, and we had a little conversation about what the excessive use of alcohol can do to someone um he's 15 years old you know like i, I mean like i knew and the crazy part is, is I knew because my father was an alcoholic. Right. You know, I saw it firsthand, but I never thought that it could be me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so it's just a different, you know, and it's, that's not to say that talking about it and doing what I do is going to keep him from not doing it. Um, but it's, you know, being educated gives him the ability to help other people so he had the ability to talk to his friend about the situation and i'm sure you know and i don't know what he shares or how much he shares about me to his friends but he's very in tune to it right right well, I'm, I'm glad he is that's i mean that's your your kids definitely show concern and compassion for others and you and you hey it's a couple of things i did truly right in my life for <laughs> sure Number 10, a clean pattern of life instead of a purposeless, purple, purposeless existence. <laughs> a clean pattern of life instead of a purposeless existence. Wow, that's, uh, that's right up your alley, isn't it? Uh, Whoa, pur- huh? Purpose, no, man, you're all about setting goals and having purpose and... You know, and that's something that I, I don't know that I ever, that I ever really even considered. Yeah. Until I stopped, you know, even before I had, quote unquote, a problem, um, I just, 
I don't, I don't, I don't know that, you know, I knew what my purpose was and, um, you know, understanding what my purpose is now having that is, um, I don't know. It's kind of cool. So for me, um, drinking all the time, I, I had no sincerity in, in, I mean, I guess I can't say I had none at all, but I didn't have I didn't have the level uh, that I, I even I wasn't even close to the level that I think I even needed to function properly, you know, day to day. It definitely was a purposeless existence. Go to work, drink. Go to work, drink. Hunt a little bit. I lost your volume. I can't hear you. Hold on. <laughs> All right, now I can hear you now. I said, I said it keeps you closed off. Right, a- absolutely, a hundred percent. So, so the the purpose is very small. Mm-hmm. You don't realize that you have any greater purpose than what's right in front of you. Right. Because you don't even consider those other things as being options or opportunities. Yeah, it, it, I think it goes back. <clears throat> Remember the podcast we had, drunk prayer. Mm-hmm. I mean, even. I mean, that was like podcast number three or four. Yeah, that was early in your co-host career. Uh, wow. <laughs> but you know, it even even in my prayer, I wasn't I wasn't sincere. I didn't have a clear mind. Period. Period. Mm-hmm. And and now you know I have a purpose of wanting to serve the Lord that I fail with regularly, regularly. But that is my purpose. No, no matter no matter what I do, it always comes back around to that. And you, as much as me and you talk on the phone, you know it always comes back around to that. Mm-hmm. Working to be obedient and truly submitting, it always comes back around to that. Yeah, I mean, and it comes it comes to both of us in a different format, too, right. right? Yeah, like like we've had the conversation where. I don't know that I ever considered that I should live my life moving in God's will. And I know that sounds strange. Mm -hmm. Even though I went to church, even though I had what I thought was was some sort of basis of faith, but, but truly focusing on walking in the will of God. Right. Right? Like, like, that's the purpose, right? Like, walking in the will of God. And, and being the light for someone else, mm-hmm. like like that's my purpose in life, you know. Yeah. And and there's all there's a whole bunch of little things in that, right? Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of things that God has given me, and opportunities that I've had, and traumas and tragedies that I've had, like all of the different things that we each have that help us fulfill that purpose and be the light for someone else. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't. But I don't know that I ever. I mean, if if I'm honest, you know. I can remember early on when I started going to church and uh, just before I was pregnant with Mason, you know, like really being confused by what my purpose in life, like I saw that book, you have, I have the journal downstairs, like purpose driven life. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know what my purpose is. Like, what's my, like, like it was like this big, like secret. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, like, what's my purpose in life? And how am I the only one who doesn't know what my purpose is? Yeah. 
you know, it was crazy. And I can remember being, feeling confused and, and, you know, a little lost in that arena, even though I knew I had a little faith, but, uh, it's, it is much, much more clear. Right. For sure. Absolutely. And it's, you know, for me, w- once I realized that and could actually, <laughs> could actually start trying to do that, um, it it took me a while to really see how, and everybody's bottom's different, right? But to really see how bad off I was, to actually see that my, at the time when I was drinking, that, mm-hmm. you know, it was purple. You know, I just didn't have any purpose at all. And it made me want purpose even more when I got sober. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't think I even cared when I was drinking. I don't, I don't, I didn't care. Like, that's just what I did. I, 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 I wanted to be a good person by all means. Um, I wanted to do the things that I knew were right through my faith, you know, as I'm guzzling down copious amounts of alcohol, you know. Um, I wanted to do what was right and, and, you know, air quotes, be a good person. And then once I got sober, you know, it took a little while. I was like, whoa, cuz. Like, I'm sober. I'm actually hearing what people are saying to me. I'm actually sincere with my prayer. I'm actually hearing what I'm saying to people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm actually able to give and to receive if if I'm acting right, you know. So so I know you got to go, so we'll wrap it up. So out of those three, the reward of a free life being gone from that bondage of whatever it may have been, time, money, just overall anything. Uh, what was the the second one? The love of our families. To yeah, be not to not fear and doubt of our sickness and crazy. Right, right, absolutely. And the third one, realizing that we can have a purpose, that we have a purpose, and uh, and ours being Christians, of course, is to yeah, serve our the God-given kingdom. Given purpose. That's right. Sure. Those are some sure. awesome rewards, homie. I know. Those are some all, awesome. All kinds of promises. I feel like your smile ought to be bigger than that. <laughs> I feel like I can't get any bigger. <laughs> but that's awesome. I'm glad we decided to do this topic. So I, I think we'll, we'll make this part one, and then we'll do another topic on the next one, and then we'll come back to this one as part mm-hmm. two, and however many it takes to finish it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's, I think it's super important to remember what God has promised us. That's right. You know, we we push a lot and we strive a lot and we move a lot and we back up and we do all the things, but there are promises that he has said he will mm-hmm. fulfill if we walk in his will. And, um, you know, that looks a little different for everybody, obviously. Um, but I don't think that, you know, we focus on it enough. That's right. You're right. Because it's truth. Yep. So, 100% truth. Truth will stand when the world's on par. Get up out of here with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, homie, I love you. Go go pick up that baby. I know. Got to get him from the McDonald's, man. All right. A little, a little working burger guy. Jesse's still social media fasting, so if y'all want to talk to her big head, email her. Yeah, I, um, 
I, I do have the notification. I mean, you have the notification. So if you message or something like in Instagram, you know, then that would, uh, yeah, that's going to show up. But I did post our last episode on there, but I didn't peruse. I just yeah. posted in the, but I'm, I'm still fasting for another, what, 26 yeah. days? Yeah. Something like that. So, yeah. Ten That was fun. That I was. enjoyed it. I did too. All, All right. right. We'll be we'll be back in a couple of days. That's right. We'll holler at y'all. Bye y'all. <laughs>